Why did you Why did you say you in, could start recording and, and then and then you like crunching? Well, I'm just finishing the last of the nibbles that I'm gonna have. Crunch them again. Let me see if we can guess what they are. <laughs> oh god, they're really crispy. Mm-hmm. Um, Doritos or similar nacho type crisp. I'm going for wheat crunches. Uh, neither of you are right. Okay. I'm afraid. Is it Is it um some sort of coated nut? <laughs> You're a fucking coated nut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Walker's Sensations roasted chicken and thyme flavour. Oh, I knew it would be. I thought it might uh, be the the sweet chicken. What you? Go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film or at UF podcast on Instagram or Twitter to like, share, agree, uh, or otherwise. Live and let die, live, die, repeat. Um, and if you like the podcast enough, then you could, if you don't agree, just agree anyway and share it. Um, and if you like the podcast enough, mention it to a pal in person, just kind of in a way that doesn't feel like it's too much of a sales pitch. Um, <laughs> okay. And tell them, to get uh, subscribed to it on their favourite podcast app. Okay, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're chatting about film, it's the Guys on Film podcast. Get away from her, you bitch. My immediate follow on there was going to be the fact that there's a girl involved <laughs> in the podcast. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> since you just mentioned the word bitch, I didn't think it was appropriate. Um, <laughs> but as you can hear, it is plus a girl this week, so it's not just the guys on film podcast. So normally you have me, Ian Smith, your host. Yeah, it's the guys. And Ollie Johnson, your sort of sec- second in command. <laughs> okay, so those playful giggles are the the sound of the voice of special guest Mandy. Yeah. Hello. Say hello, Mandy. That's your cue to say hello. <laughs> okay. yeah. Hi. This could be this could be a difficult hour or so. <laughs> This is just our second full uh, episode sort of guest ever. Okay. Ollie, can you name the first? Peter Cater. Correct. So I've been thinking that if Mandy's uh, hosting and uh, film type contribution is of the same sort of calibre as Pete Cater, <laughs> then maybe on our 50th episode, we could have everyone back for a 50th anniversary party. That'd be good. What yeah. do you think about that? This is li- this is a live production meeting now. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy to forego the dot voting on this occasion and action green light that action <laughs> action green light. Jump straight to action. I'd, Jump straight. I think you're lying. <laughs> you, you, the look on your face tells me that you're you're happy to have Peter Cater back, but well, not, the, not the, me. Luckily, the the people listening can't see the look on my face, so <laughs> you I, know. And luckily, the people listening can't see what Ellie, uh, Ellie, what Ollie edits out of the podcast. That's right. Yeah, Uh, Ellie, Ollie. So, what's what's on um, this week's episode, Ian? Well, I was just thinking maybe Mandy could kind of fill us in on that. Oh yeah, Mandy, what's on this week's episode? Um, So we'll be talking about um, Ripley off Alien. You know, because she's great. Yeah, and why? But why are we talking about her though? <clears throat> Why not? I'm sure there's. A that sounds like a loaded question, Ollie. That sounds like you know the bloody answer. Yeah. It's because she bloody went and won the uh, the much uh, argued over heroin poll. 
heroin, not heroin. The heroin <laughs> pulp. Yeah, everyone was just heroin. Yes or it. no? Aye. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, she went ahead and, and won that. She had some stiff competition, but she came out on top. So I think. Why is it everything you say is laced with sort of sexual innuendo? <laughs> it's not stiff competition. <laughs> came out on top. <laughs> So, yeah, a, a couple of weeks ago we had our um, top ten action heroines. We came up with sort of five at the end after some dot voting, which is just just so happens to be one more than Twitter is capable of including in a poll, which yeah. has made the whole polling scenario quite an ordeal. Yeah. Um, Certainly an ordeal. Not least for you. because I've had to make two pieces of <laughs> I've had to make two pieces of Photoshop art. <laughs> and that's two more than I'm normally up for. <laughs> So yeah, eventually we managed to find the winner, and without too much surprise for me, it's Ripley. But in Seggy One, we're going to do sort of voted twice, but I mean, it became pretty obvious <laughs> yeah, from everyone else. And and also, if people's um, enthusiasm for the subject has anything to do with it, then I think that came through as well. Yeah. Maybe that's a double vote for everyone that was like, "Oh, mate, definitely Ripley." Yeah. Yeah. So, Seggy 1, before all that, we're going to do life scores and that good stuff in the middle, but Seggy 1 is going to be a Sigourney Weaver. Wrong! Dead wrong! Fantastic. And who's who's taking part in this one? Well, it's going to be you against your better half, Mandy Fairbrother. <laughs> okay, fine. Should we just get on with it? It's... In, in a couple of weeks' time, this will be something that happened in the past, but it's, the, it's sort of the uh, McGregor versus... Um, <laughs> Mayweather of, of the wrong dead wrong yeah. world. I am wrong dead wrong. <laughs> That's my impression. Of Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> no, Floyd Mayweather. So you won. Yeah. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Oh. Okay, there's been a jingle. Yeah. That was good. It's a good jingle. Okay. Can, it's a good jingle because can you, we um, didn't make can you... it. Well, I didn't make it. <laughs> but you do cut it up every week. Uh, no, I don't anymore. I've actually got one uh, sample that I've pre-cut. So I don't even do that anymore, Ian. <coughs> it's pre-cut. It's like a bit of bacon. I'll just okay. slap it down. <laughs> oh, I feel much, feel much better now you've told me that. All right, can you maybe do this seggy one all in the voice of Conor McGregor? Uh, no, I don't. No, no, I'm being told. I'm being told. <laughs> no, no, I can't do that. He's, t- he's just no, terrible I, at I, accents. I do don't, don't. I'm encourage. not terrible at accents. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no. I am accents. Try and do your um, your Welsh accent. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Danny Dyer's <laughs> telling us that you can't do it. Oh, right, look, let, let's just get on question one. Let's, because <laughs> I think I think the pl- the complaints are going to be rolling uh, in tick and fast. Fine. Um, now I'm the host of this, Ollie. Don't tell me which question we're doing first. <laughs> I'm the wrong dead wrong host this week. Okay. But we will just to kind of stick with tradition, start on question one. So, Mandy, your first question. Okay. And by the way, you can play along at home. Just get yourself a pen and paper and, and some knowledge. Or a digital workbook um, of and, sorts. And prepare prepare your gold medals, because um, you're going to get one anyway. Okay. Okay, Mandy, Sigourney Weaver is afraid of what? Industrial machinery, elevators, or trains? Oh. Show you're working. I'm afraid of industrial machinery and trains, so 
and I'm, you know, pretty cool, and so is she. So I reckon it's one of those two. I think we've probably got a lot in common. <laughs> I reckon she's scared of trains. Okay. Why not? In America, the trains are really big, so they're, you know, like two x scary. Are you sure it's not the people on okay. the trains that is scary in America? But the trains are massive. Are you having they're a like cultural double, jab? Like, but they're they're huge, so they are scary. Some of the trains in in Germany are double deckers. They've actually got two decks. Two X decker. You know, like a double decker bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I um, can I can Deckard. I just chip in here with my opinion? No. Oh. Um. So you've gone for trains, have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Ollie. I, I was just cutting you off to be a real prick there. Do you want to tell <laughs> us what your thoughts are? Um. I just think it's elevators. I think you've chosen industrial machinery to make us think about the power lifter, and how that might be an interesting mm-hmm. story. And then I think your trains you've just chosen for some random reason but I think it's actually elevators okay remember this is Mandy's question I know, so I know. shut up <laughs> fine so, so we've gone for trains here uh-huh. is that your final answer Mandy that's okay. my final oh, unfortunately no, sorry, no, sorry Connor yes that is my final unfortunately Connor and Mandy it's elevators oh I am fucking elevators Oh, mate, I wish I'd not egged you on with this because it's quite annoying now. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> it's elevators. So I, I and there's actually... Point. there's No, because you get no points. It wasn't your question. Your question's coming up. Okay. So I don't want you contributing to every single one. Okay? okay? <laughs> sure. That's that's a yellow card. It's the first ever yellow card that Ron <laughs> okay. Devrong's ever given out. Right. But it's a yellow card nonetheless. Um, there wasn't much more to that. Industrial machinery was a wee bit of a tie into the power loader. But remember, Ollie, she comes down in an elevator before that. That's true. She must have been shitting. It's like you've not even seen aliens. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those lifts that have got like, you know, like an, a grate so you Exposed. can see outside. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, exposivator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Expose yourself across multiple levels. Right, Lieutenant Ellen Louise Ripley, Ollie, inspired which video game and its main character? No, I've just got to guess this, right? Yeah, there are not three answers for you. Because you're a prick. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it would be easy to say it's Lara Croft, but that's just purely because it's... A lady, and that's a, a lady video game character. So I'm not, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to say, I, I think it's going to be someone like Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Okay. I don't know why, but I just, I just feel like, I mean, that's complete, a completely ridiculous answer. But I don't think it's Lara Croft, and I think that's <laughs> where you want me to go. I'm not going there. Sorry, I was just eating a crisp as you deliberated. Look, if you eat crisps, I'm going to do Conor McGregor impressions. No. <laughs> oh, audio fun for all the family. <laughs> okay. I'll do what I fucking want. Stop it. You're being actively chastised about this here, Ollie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So what was what was the answer? You've gone for who? Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Gears of War. Yeah. Okay, so actually, it was Samus Aran from uh, Metroid. Oh, Metroid. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. For, from 1986 on the Nintendo Entertainment System. The Did you play that? Uh, no, I've never played that. Never played that. Again. I never really liked. I never really liked the look of it, to be honest. But yeah, like rolling around. Fine. And stuff, yeah. Okay. Okay, so question two, Mandy. Yeah. We're nil for nil. How did you do at home? Ah. Oh. 
Nice one. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, Mandy, your yeah. second question. Okay. A quote from Sigourney. I think I get all the roles blank is not doing. Who's blank? Oh. Who do you, who do you imagine she gets offered the roles that somebody else is passing out? Who, who's that someone else? How, but how long ago... Oh. How long ago did she say this? When is this quote from? Yeah, that would help. About ten years ago. Okay. Um, okay. I can verify that though, as I opposed don't even to verify. Know what film she was doing ten years ago. Well, it's it's more like who was like a prominent lady actor of the same type as Sigourney. <sighs> See, I could give a tiny well, bit of a, a clue here, much. but it would. But then I'll get it straight away. Well, don't don't get it. Let me try. Okay. Just shut up. I'm gonna have to hurry. Don't hurry let don't let Ollie try. <laughs> okay, give me a clue. Okay, so Ollie asked the question: Who was popular at that time? My kind of clue here is: This actress has been popular across pretty much all of her career. So, whether it was ten years ago, twenty years ago, or now, this is still a relevant um, person. Oh God. Okay. And it's a woman, yeah. Yes. Right, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to push you for an answer here. Oh god, I don't know. Ollie, you're a flipping contestant. You can't be pushy. You've already had a yellow card. Well, I wish you'd be pushy. Well I'm trying pushy. to pick someone who's like kind of a bit old older. Uh, I'd know, like Jodie Foster's pretty old, is it her? Oh, is that your answer? Guess. I think that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Cause she was, you know, in some yeah, there you go. She's that answer. Jodie There's Foster. my answer. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Okay, the blank in question was actually Meryl Streep. Oh, okay. Oh. Don't see it myself. But okay, question two for Ollie. Um, so right now we're at zero zero, and Ollie has uh, one question in hand. Maybe you can take the lead here. Which Woody Allen movie, Ollie? Oh. Which Woody Allen movie? I've never seen Has you know you ask me have I ever seen a, a Woody Allen sorry movie? would you like to hear the question would you like to hear the question which Woody Allen movie has Sigourney Weaver appeared in it's that tennis one is it the tennis one <laughs> what's the tennis one mate it's like Wimbledon or something I don't know Centre Court is that what it's called I don't know I actually don't know what you're on about mate but um, shall I tell you the real answer Annie Hall Oh, you prick. You total prick. Why is, why is Mandy laughing? The only Have you got ev- IMDb the... open? No, that's no, Mandy, I've all got Google open. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't. Else I'd have stolen the answer off him. That's okay. the only one that I can... I, I really know of his. Okay, so, so it is Annie Hall. Well done, Ollie. That's one point to you. <sighs> yeah, you don't need to be smug about I'm it. I'm not being smug about it. Yeah. I'm not being... <laughs> I <I'm so> sorry. <laughs> Has this been a long-standing thing that you've been um, pissing Mandy off with this uh, Conor McGregor accent? No, no, it's How the well... worst one he's ever done, though. It is. How well honed is this accent, Ollie? Have you been using it? At... I was going to say at school. <laughs> been using it at work a lot. I've been using it since school. All <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So yeah, she was in uh, Annie Hall. 
She was in that for only six seconds, a mere six seconds, and was paid a measly fifty dollars, which for six seconds is actually pretty fair, but it's probably yeah. for a day's work. So you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. How's everyone doing at home? Ollie's got one. Mandy's got none, and that's after two questions each. Final question. Okay. Uh, question three, Mandy. Yep. She once offered to paint what on her legs to get a role. She once offered, and this is her telling you know some filmmakers that she would paint what on her legs to get a role. The op- options here are tentacles, shoes, or fake tattoos. How do you paint tentacles on your legs? <laughs> well, the same well, way you paint just tattoos, you just you. paint. T- How do you paint shoes tentacles. on your legs? You paint shoes on your feet. Yeah. Well, legs. sorry. Okay, legs and feet. Legs and feet. <laughs> <laughs> and eyes and ears and mouth and nose. I can't see any reason why you'd need to paint shoes on your feet. You could just wear them. <laughs> why? Yeah, why would you paint fair. shoes on your feet? <laughs> it's a valid. It's a valid question. Unless it's some kind of weird. Fashion, yeah, but maybe. maybe you have to paint shoes on your legs, though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe she's playing a shoe stand. Yeah, I reckon it's tattoos because um, I don't know. You, why would you put tentacles on your legs either? Unless I don't know. Some kind depends of what type of movies you're in. Fetish. Yeah, I don't think she does those kind of films. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm, I reckon tattoos. Maybe she wants to paint some quality cat tattoos on her legs, like mine. But yeah, I reckon okay. it would be tattoos. Okay, so Mandy, if yep. you're Sigourney Weaver and you walk into a casting session, and the producer in the room is the height that Ollie is, but you're <laughs> five foot eleven, what lengths <laughs> would you go to to make him feel comfortable? Um. Cat tattoos. <laughs> yeah, just, just share my cat tattoos and distract him. Um, okay, so the answer is, in fact, the thing that you called out the most. She she said that she would pretend to have shoes on her feet and bottom of her ankles um, by painting them on because she's at five foot eleven. It makes her six foot three or six foot four when she wears heels. And for a particular role, it was required for her to um, wear high heels for a particular scene. So she offered to do that instead. She was obviously quite keen on this role. Um, oh. And obviously had a very small producer. Um, who's <laughs> trying to... And maybe a very small co-star as well. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's still one to Ollie. So Ollie, you can only extend your lead now. But let's see if you get this final one. What movie did she win the Golden Globe Best Actress Award for in nineteen nine? Uh, sorry, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, the, the Ice Storm. Golden Globe. <laughs> were you? Were you? Uh, were you? So I, I take it I'm wrong if I if I carry on with that then. Oh, gri- maybe uh, Gorillas in the Mist. <laughs> gorillas in the Mist. Uh, which one is it then? I mean, I, I kind of cut you off and said... Gorillas in the Mist. You're correct. Yeah, she got Best Actress um, for Gorillas in the Mist. Um, Mandy's hate, she's re- really glaring at me. Well, no, you looked at me. I with, didn't, I just looked... You I just had looked, a really, like, just My face, I just face. had my face on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put something else on your face. Why have you, you know? got that shitty look on your face? It's just my face. <laughs> 
Um, she also won the Best Supporting Actress the following... Uh, sorry, actually, the same year. That's insane. Wow. wow. Here's a fact. She won yeah. both the Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress for two different uh, films. So, Gorillas in the Mist and Working Girl. Um, although she was really, like, the main actress in that, really, I felt. Anyway, fine. Shall we move on? Yes, please. So, Ollie, that means you won. Mandy, your position on this um, 50th anniversary edition is looking very much like it's teetering on the brink of failure. Should we move on? Can't wait to hear your life score. I, I can't help what my face is. is. And I can't help not knowing much about films. If it was Napoleon Dynamite, I'd, I'd be fine. I'd be winning. But <sighs> Okay, Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite bonus round. Okay, uh, okay fine. On. Life scores. We've got three people to get through on life scores. So, we're we're going to get through it really quick. I've already, I've already done the pre-warn. <laughs> life score. How are you? Life score. I'm fine. Thank you. Life score. Out of ten. Life score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. Did you want to go first, Mandy? No, you go first. Okay. Um, Ian, do you want to go first? No, Ollie, you go first. Okay, look, things are things are fine <laughs> apart from this particular moment in time, which I'm I'm finding a little bit stressful. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've got I've, I've, I basically feel I'm going to be I'm being picked on from two sides. But uh, so <laughs> recently, so we've we both completed a tough mudder, which was which was a lot of fun. Um, but although the guy at the, on the start line was had some kind of like sub Jim Davidson banter about. You know, okay. people being on grinder and touching people and things inappropriately, and it, it just—it was—it left a sour taste in my mouth. That's all I'll say. Um, what did he get his dick out? <laughs> I said a sour taste, not a salty, salty taste. How do you know what a dick tastes like? <laughs> <laughs> Your ma told me. Oh, that's actually quite a good comeback for you. Uh, uh, so do you have a do you have a hot slice of that Jim sub Jim Davidson uh, action that you can share, or is it much to? Well, he just he just basically was you know sort of chatting about Tinder and something else in a in a positive light, as if to say, oh, you know, you might find these people on Tinder and looking all nice, and then he and then he looks at somebody and just says, or oh, grinder, like as if to kind of say, like, okay, you know, <laughs> you bloody gays, you you know. You can't do this yeah. as well as other people, you know. So it was, he he, he did annoy me actually. Um, okay. But it was good fun, regardless. One one man can't spoil the whole day. So um, it sound, sounds a little bit like he did, but fine, move on. <laughs> did a bit. Uh, so film-wise, I've seen uh, Wind River, so I saw a special preview of that. So that should be coming out. Uh, I think it's September, isn't it? So I went to see Wind River, uh, which we spoke about in the last episode the september one um and i said Last it was prob- pro- yeah probably one of my most anticipated films so i saw i saw this at the screen and scene and it was it was excellent it was very hard hitting the whole cinema was kind of at points <laughs> squirming with what was actually sort of unfolding on the screen because it's very sort of slow paced for the first hour it, you know there's a few grisly images and it, it sort of builds but there's this sense of isolation and you know people covering stuff up a little bit like insomnia i guess 
and then it just absolutely explodes and it's like relentless and yeah and it, it's just it's just so good and it, it leaves you I, i've been thinking about it quite a lot so it's a film that really sort of leaves with quite a powerful message there's some text that comes up over just before the end credits which uh, you know you, you don't really expect it's based on it's based on like true accounts true stories um and there's a statistic that comes up at the end about uh native american women that is just bewildering it just leaves you really shocked and i, I didn't expect that and if, i think again the whole cinema was kind of like you know sort of holy shit so it's a very yeah i'd say i'd say it's quite a, a impactful film i think it's going to be spoken about you know for years to come jeremy renner was like well good he was like a young tommy lee jones a bit kind of like grizzled and so he's like a tracker as well highly recommend it he's a yeah he's a breakfast bar yeah (laughs) (sighs) that's the second time you've made that but i that but that joke i can't remember the first time that you made it so it doesn't matter no he is so he's a tracker and basically instead of tracking animals on this occasion he's tracking a a, tracking cereal bars (laughs) tracking cereal bars he's he's tracking a killer um uh, it's just really good i think you'll love it i think i think it's it's comes highly recommended for me if i would give it a score i don't think i'd i think it would be a a, probably a nine or something like that it was it was excellent excellent film okay Uh, and that's me so it does make me think i should maybe go back and rewatch the hunted maybe yeah which is the one that Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio ben, Benicio Benicio yeah. del Toro um, yeah, yeah the one that they're in um, which looks good I've so seen it I'd, but I'd say I'd, at the moment I'm, I'm probably I'm probably going to say about a 7 because my I started off the podcast on an 8 and I feel like I'm being slowly chipped away because <laughs> now I can't do anything with my face and if I if I'm happy if I try and do a funny voice or an impression or a joke or anything and I, I get scowled at and told off so you know it's it's descending rapidly okay. Mandy how are you? <laughs> we, <laughs> we knew this would happen I think you're just trying to um, lower my life score I'm not. because mine's higher than yours okay that's fine so, that's yeah. what Ollie's been trying to do for the past year or so I think <laughs> um, so yeah well Tough Mudder obviously I did that with him and it was oh it god was same life fun. <laughs> um yeah that, did, that was really the, good fun what did the racist homophobe um annoy you as much as he did ollie yeah yeah he was a dickhead so yeah okay he, he, he just, was wearing wraparound shades ian yeah oh like brett the hitman heart <laughs> yeah up for it <laughs> <laughs> seems like seems like a total lad but yeah, uh, um, yeah. So, what else has been going on? How have you long have you seen any films? <laughs> Shut up. Um, yes, I have actually. I haven't been to the cinema because I don't really do that much. Um, but I did. I did watch Bridesmaids on Sunday night oh, as okay. my Sunday night treat. Um, I've been meaning to watch it for ages, and found it in the charity shop the other day. So I give it a go. And yeah, it's very funny. It's. Um, the scene where they're all in the bridal shop, and yeah, What's there's lots of poo. In particular scene. They all like, yeah, just uh, puke. Shite the bricks. Then they poo a lot. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. So, yeah, yeah it was, um, <laughs> it's 
Pretty good. Is that the first film. time you've seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't. I don't normally watch films that I don't know anything on the cover is pink, but this one came highly recommended <laughs> by a few people. So I think that's. I think film. that's something worth testing. Actually, how many films with a pink cover have I actually seen? And did I think you've it seen was more good? about Drive? Yeah, that's but that's predominantly green. dark blue, really. But it's isn't got it? a but, yeah, okay. bit of pink on it. But I think I right. know, it needs to be like Bridesmaids. The cover, if it does look, I mean, as well as there being a lot of pink, it does look like your classic chick flick. Uh, chick flick, just bollocks. Yeah. Basically. So as a, as a as a female, how do you think that the, the the ladies were written? Because we watched Glow together, and we both agreed that probably bar the uh, the wolf lady that all, all the female characters were written quite well, especially the main one, the main two, I suppose. Yeah. So how, w- was it, were they, like, realistic or... Um, did they trigger you in, in any way? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, I don't know, there were a lot of sort of stereotypes and like annoying what? women. Sony, Panasonic... <laughs> Come on, that oh, was a good joke. God! Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's my best bit. Um, that is your best bit. Dad joke. That's pro- Ollie. That's your best bit of the entire podcast of all time. <laughs> and I, I could probably win the Edinburgh Fringe Festival with that joke. Oh, is that where you've nicked it from? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I've not nicked it. That's that's spur of the moment. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah. It's good. Write, it's there. I'm going to write it down in my little one-liner book. <laughs> stereotypes. Yeah. So, uh, so what did you think about the stereotypes anyway? Um. Well, there was your typical. Oh fuck off! I'm just going to make a joke of it. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> there was your ghetto blaster, you know. There oh. was your separates. Okay, you're making it less funny now by going on and on. <laughs> Whilst Ian is still laughing, it's still funny. Okay. <laughs> carry on then. Okay, no. All right. Uh, so carry on. Um. No. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so, uh, yeah, what what did you reckon to the characters in Glow, Mandy? Because I thought... Well, actually, you know what? Like the, Ollie's kind of already said what I think about the characters. I'm actually more interested in what you think... Thinked? What you thought about, like, the sexiness in it. Was it a little bit too much, or was it fine? Because I started thinking it was a wee bit too nudie and stuff, and I was like, oh... And then eventually I was like, okay, actually, overall, that was fine. But yeah. I might have just thought it was fine because I'm a... I'm a rotten man who likes that sort of thing. <laughs> rotten man. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was fine because, you know, they're wrestlers. They're meant to wear, like, I don't know, spandex or whatever. And okay. the focus isn't on, you know, how skimpy the outfits are, like how much nipples showing or anything. It's, it's, I don't know, it's more than that. So it's not an issue. There I was think. a range of... of- body types and yeah. types yeah. of ladies. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. So overall, uh, this week, Mandy, how are you? What's your score? Um, well, it would be a nine, but I <laughs> bumped into someone in my car last night, so that's brought it down to an eight. It would okay, be seven, but I've bad. got to go one better than Ollie, because, you know, 
I just have to. Because so, yeah. if you said how you really feel, you'd be one less because you're sitting next to him. But, but, <laughs> okay. So um, how are you, Ian? Um, overall, this on because we've only got thirty minutes to talk about who we're really here to talk about. Okay, great. So for me. I still have my kind of review thoughts on a ghost story, which I kind of want to hold on to till you see it. Um, all I will say is, at times, I both hated it and loved it. Um, so this week, uh, I've seen Vampires. You know, John Carpenter. Oh, yeah, yeah. James Wood. Not not Wood. John Carpenter of Mars, but John Carpenter <laughs> filmmaker. Yeah. Um, so uh, I watched Vampires, and yeah, just... It's um, it feels like a John Carpenter film, but it's not um, it's not one of his best, in my opinion. No. Um, no. James Woods is really just like a stinky person. He's a stinky screen presence. Yeah. He's a real. He is. He is. I don't know. He's just. Um, he's a real shit of a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In anyway, and also in the guise of being a cool character. Yeah, he's very like '90s uncool, like bad. Like now, it's 2017 is dated really badly. Like the sort of late '90s, early 2000s sort of cool. Um, and overall, the, one of the things I kind of disliked the most was after the first minute or so of that film, the cool sounding soundtrack kind of dissipates and disappears, and is replaced by this like um, John Carpenter's got this thing. I think he does it in um, They Live as well. Where he does this like bound, bound, yeah. like kind of crappy like midwestern music sort of thing, right? Okay. And it, I, I think he's much better if he's doing a horror type thing, staying with like the synthy sort of dark tunes. And yeah, I, I think I think that by that point he was maybe trying to like phase out having um, uh, fake sounding synth synths in favor of having like more realistic Real sounding guitars. instruments. And actually, that's dated more badly than uh, the synth stuff has uh, yeah. so that's kind of it on vampires um, I had a birthday one so the last time I spoke to you which is uh, on the September episode I darted off afterwards to have some drinks and then the next day I went out with some friends and stuff so that was good and yeah I'm going back to Scotland so I've got a week off work uh, soon which is going to be like the first time I've been back there for ages so things nice. are good um, yeah gonna be productive have a good one i think i'm an 8.5 wow ran, ran away with it <laughs> yeah you know i just thought i'd go last hear what you guys had give it a little bit of spice yeah so <laughs> try to then go home yeah i think i might go home Okay. Enjoy the deep dive, guys. I think I think we should. Yeah. Didn't they the swallow an insight analysis? I hope that information wasn't false. So, um, a few a few weeks ago, we had our heroines uh, deep dive, and we finally chose. Oh, you you've started this sounding like your own voice of like a sort of nerd voice. <laughs> Um, so a few um, weeks okay, ago so we um, had our heroines episode um, <laughs> don't know why yeah, so anyway we chose from a, a big old spreadsheet of doom which had quite a lot of uh, heroines on there heroines? heroines? heroines heroines um, heroines 
I just don't want to get Ian excited that we're going to do a heroin episode. Um, so we, we oh, eventually. Here he comes with uh, nationalistic jibes. <laughs> I know. Well, those people. That's the last time I come on your podcast, you little shit. Well, I was gonna, <laughs> and commentary say, shite as well. <laughs> those people in London, you know, they, you know, they love to uh, curl up in a corner and uh, you know chase I the you're dragon. About Scotland. No, I was. I would never say anything bad about Scotland, my <laughs> my homeland, in a way. Um, I've just realised that I don't have any comments for the deep dive, Ollie. I don't have any notes. Okay, great. Look, anyway, so we managed to whittle it down to five, and that was uh, Furiosa from Mad Max, Wonder Woman from Wonder Woman, uh, Ripley from Alien slash Alien slash Alien Three slash Alien Resurrection, uh, Sarah Connor from. Terminator 1 slash Terminator 2 which incidentally Mandy and I are going to watch the Terminator 2 3D presentation next Tuesday so that should be very interesting um, sure. Mandy's Mandy's first go at 3D as well oh wow good one I think she's going to feel sick <laughs> she, yeah. com- she complains okay. that she feels sick if she watches me play uh, Mario Kart on certain tracks or, so. or just sitting next to you yeah <laughs> Oh, brilliant, Ian! I can, I can hear, I can hear that she's nauseous even just over the over my headphones. Okay, and finally we, and finally Ray from uh, Ray Winston. <laughs> so finally, Ray, Ray Winston from uh, whatever he's been in. Uh, what Neil, what Neil film is it? What film is it? What film? Uh, sorry, is it? Ray from Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh, he got there. Yeah. There was uh, a lot of debate, a lot of votes, but in the end, it was uh, Ripley that came out on top. A close second, I think, though, uh, was Sarah Connor. A lot of good arguments for her. That actually her, which I, I, pr- I probably wanted to start off with, really. I made a bit of a complaint in the Heroines episode that she was kind of a little bit useless in the first Terminator. So she didn't really do anything. She was kind of being pin- pinballed about a bit by Carl Reese. She didn't have a lot to do. Um, and, you know, I, I said quote myself she was a bit useless uh, you didn't quite agree but um, so that's because she some, crossed the Terminator in the damn she did machine press, she did press the button yes that's correct <sighs> yeah that was a good way of belittling something that would <laughs> actually have been quite a harrowing experience <laughs> okay you'd, you'd um, never have gotten away from that Terminator mate and I know how many tough mudders you've done <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if there was monkey bars or not it, to whether I'd win or lose. <laughs> okay. And and by that, I fell off them this time again. <laughs> oh, did you? But I put Shit. I put my foot. I got all the way across and got my foot on the very very end, like on the opposite platform. So I made it all the way across, and then I'd forgot to sort of that your body weight has to be over your feet. So I let go and my body weight was behind my feet and I fell back into the water. Harrowing. Harrowing. I can confirm this did actually happen. He did get all the way across. <laughs> wow. But then, you know, physics just went all wrong. <laughs> physics prevailed. Yeah, <laughs> physics won. Man versus physics and physics won. Uh, so basically, when you take Sarah Connor's character arc over two films instead of one, then it all becomes clear. She has, you know... A very very strong I guess hero's journey transformation um, you know and it's very compelling that she you know starts off fairly timid fairly weak 
and then you know by the time the second one comes around she's hardened she's the you know the hardman of the of the film but, hardening yeah so there there is that so I, I guess that I'd, I'd probably like to roll back a little bit of what I said and agree with the fact that looking looking at Sarah Connor over two films instead of one actually it's a pretty good transformation a pretty good journey showing that somebody can take everything that's been dished at them and you know make themselves better etc so on and so forth become harder become better whereas I guess Ripley is probably you know has a less of a linear curve upwards towards being super hard she she kind of starts off on that level but just you know gets more intense with it yeah more actually she spends a lot of time sleeping she's capable of yeah 57 years at one point I mean fucking hell we all need we all need our kit but sometimes you you take the piss um, <laughs> on on Sarah Connor what did you think of Sarah Connor um, in Genesis as played by Amelia Clark? forgettable I think um, I, th- I, th- I think we we both quite enjoyed can't, the can't remember but no I can't now now I can't remember that much I think yeah, yeah potentially not not a lot um, I'd have yeah. to watch it again but um, yeah, it's got nothing on the Linda Hamilton, especially in Terminator 2. Um, okay, cool. Right, so those were some of the folks that um, were in the running and didn't win. Yeah. You said that you wanted to maybe run through uh, the Bechdel test uh, stuff. Do you yeah. want to talk uh, so about that? or But just before we get on to um, Ripley specifically, can we start with Alien and the Bechdel test then? The official, the official synopsis. Um, okay. Also known as the Bechdel Wallace test, and it's named after an, uh, an American cartoonist, Alison uh, Bechdel, in, in whose comic strip Dykes to Watch Out For. <laughs> oh, you laugh there. Um, so uh, ba- basically, it kind of discusses that that how women are portrayed on screen. You know, what what are they what are they for? Um, how are they written? How are they presented? Do they have like like what we discussed earlier? But there's basically three criteria that they have to pass in order to pass this movie test or this Bechtel test. Yep. Um, so number one uh, is it has to have at least two named women in it, which is obviously important that they're named, who also talk to each other about something besides a man. So okay. something other than a man, not like you know a lamp that is next to a man. You know, um, they have to talk about something. So a bad example of this, a film that that have got it that's got it wrong is Baby Driver. Yeah. So agreed. Basically, uh, the two only females in the film pretty much are both romantic interests. Um, one of them is like um, a, a waitress who has kind of no real thoughts and feelings of her own she's quite happy just to go along with this baby driver guy the other one is like a hypersexualized arm candy person um and the last one is dead dead mother in flashbacks so what they're saying is on this so all the food on, the web, on the website is that ultimately you could have probably have swapped out kevin spacey's character for a female um and it it wouldn't have made a difference to the film in any way whatsoever, and uh, and we've both discussed like how I think we we left the we left the film thinking they they got that like like drastically wrong. Which part they got drastically wrong? Sorry. Well, the the portrayal of 
of the females in the film you know they well, yes they, yeah yeah for, agreed. For, a, for a film that's getting so much hype and so much praise it's hard to believe that that that's kind of how it is yeah I think actually um, ideal person to swap in instead of Kevin Spacey would have been Sigourney Weaver yeah that could have worked pretty well I think absolutely um, <laughs> yeah I so, know just so full of these good ideas so um, a good example of this and actually the the, the sort of earliest movie to s- sort of fully pass this test is Alien. So it passes on all three accounts. Um, now, there is a little bit of an argument on this site as to, you know, how much it passes this test. So it has to have at least two women, two named women in it, which it does. Yes, can you name, correct. Can you, can you name them? So there's, yeah, there's Ripley and then there's the one that Veronica Cartwright plays, but I can't remember yeah, Lambert, the character's yeah. name. Lambert, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So, and they they talk to each other about something other than you know another guy, even though throughout the film there is there's no talk of any sort of romantic interest or or anything like that at all. But they talk about an escape plan. Uh, but they also talk about the monster. And now there's co- some quite interesting arguments on this website about whether the the alien is a is a male or a female there's a large comment here which i've read about it shall i shall i go through that yeah the alien reproduces asexually so it's really neither male nor female however much of the feminist interpretation of the time pointed to the alien as hyper masculine due to its ability to use either gender of human as a baby making factory thereby essentially emasculating the men um so yeah it it's kind of masculine in a way where it can use humans as a sort of vessel for its offspring but that partly could be read as a sort of feminine um, commentary because even men are emasculated by that it's, it's something that's bigger and more yeah. dangerous even than like the sort of um, pro-masculine sort of portrayals that are seen in other films sorry I ad-libbed most of the end of that no, that's, <laughs> that's fine um, yeah. So, have you, have you what got did you reckon? To add on that point, Mandy, about the. I mean, you've. I. I sent you this earlier to have a have a read through. Yeah, I. I did have a read through of it. Um, it got me quite angry. You know why? Well, one. There's one of the comments mentions that she didn't have a bra on. It's like, why? Why do you need to point that out? Everyone knows it, but why do you need to say it? Well, like, why? Why is that relevant? Ah. Uh, I, I guess maybe they're looking for any kind of overt sexualization that isn't necessary in the film, I suppose. So here's the comment that Mandy's uh, talking about. So Star, with a double R, said, It deeply saddens me that this movie counts as passing, as the exchanges are exceed- exceedingly brief. So that's like for the discussions that two female characters have. It does not revolutionary things. Okay, that that's one that you you could have probably read out in a funnier way. Um, in some senses, as much as uh, the strong female lead, with another female as part of the crew, the men dying due to their not listening to her and her killing the weird phallic alien. So they feel that the that's not revolutionising things. Yeah, but then uh, it also gets to the... so, But it also limits the females to very brief dialogue between the two female characters... The second female is very weak. Both females have a hysterical breakdown. And then the lead female takes her clothes off. And of course, isn't wearing a bra. (laughs) 
Like, what does so, that even matter? Like, they're, they're, they're pointing out that, that, like, maybe because it's a male director and because, like, she does get down into a skimpies at some point, then, you know, it was it's potentially for, for, for the male gaze. But then, you know... <laughs> Why? Why don't you'll get that? You'll get that tough mother guy started. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, it's. Grinder, I don't know. It? I, I don't think that someone just taking their clothes off has to be, like you know, make it sort of sexualized. It's just you know, it's just a body. What's rude about a body? Tits. Um, exactly. So basically, <laughs> I, I I mean I think what all I was going to say was I actually think that this the the test. And what it what it points out is valid, especially for films like Valerian and Baby Driver, you know things like that, like something like um, um, Wind River, for example. You've obviously not seen it yet, but that that would pass because you know there's not there's there's more, multiple females in it that are named. They talk to each other about a circumstance which isn't just about um, romance. At no point. At no point does someone just meet. Does a male and female kind of like meet each other, and then all of a sudden they're set up as the the romantic interest? It just you know it doesn't need to tell that story. So I think sort of having that awareness that that films kind of need to treat you know both sexes with equal respect in terms of characters and even bit characters and side characters and things like that. Um, you know is is important, and some films just do get it really get it really wrong maybe more should be made of this test in relation to sort of modern movies just just to go on valerian just one last one so another bad example so it says here that uh, the main fe- female characters are laurel laureline maybe it's laureline laureline maybe it's laureline yeah um and uh, played by cara delavine and bubble played by rihanna um and an alien princess character. It says none of the female characters speak to each other even when present in the same room. All of their dialogue is directed to either Valerian or a military officer. Can you verify this? Can you Valerify this? It seems <laughs> seems about right. I think that's Valerified. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, okay, so that's Valerified. I mean, okay. I've, got, I've got a whole a whole bunch of. Uh, of, of crap facts here for uh, for Ripley's, Ripley for Ripley yeah um, um, there's one there's one interesting fact here about how they used Arnold Schwarzenegger as bait to get Sigourney Weaver to sign on to Aliens oh really she, she ba- well yeah she basically wasn't massively into it um, and James Cameron and Galen Hurd recently married were away on on their honeymoon and they said, if she hasn't made a bloody mind up by the time we get back, you know, then, you know, deal's off. That's it. They, they weren't going to do it. Um, so they got back. She hadn't, she hadn't made any progress whatsoever. So he was like, James Cameron was like absolutely 100% determined to make the film. So he kind of, I guess in a way, faked to get in Arnold Schwarzenegger to play the main character. Um, and when word got back to Sigourney Weaver's agent's then yeah, immediately she was on the phone saying, "Yeah, you know what? You know about that, about that Ripley again. I'll do it." So, and she made uh, a fair bit more money that time round. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a, I've got an. Oh, interesting... worked out in her favour. 
It would have been interesting to see Arnie in it, though. But, you know, he went off to do other things. <laughs> we, we, we know, like, through our deep dives that they may not have been better things, but there were certainly other things. Um, uh, the, the other thing as well is that he was around in the Predator universe, so um, we both know what um, Sigourney Weaver thinks about all that. Was was that the crossover? Uh, was that a crossover universe at that point? No, not at that point. Oh, certainly not. No, Mandy, have you seen Predator? No, I haven't. But you have seen Alien mm. and Aliens. Yes, I have. Yeah. Ian, do you, do have you, you seen? Ex- I was just going to say, have you seen Alien Three yet, Mandy? No. Do you want to explain sh- a little bit about Alien Three? Is that what you were going to ask me? Doesn't have the cat in it. Does it? Doesn't have the cat. No. John Jonesy's dead. Oh. Is he is he confirmed <laughs> is he confirmed dead? Confirmed kill. Confirmed kill. <laughs> yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger crossed over into the universe and commandos him. Um no, he uh he what, what, just doesn't liner, appear. What what one liner does he give when Arnie kills the cat? Well, rather than stick around, he says Pause <laughs> Okay. Oh. As he as he fires a knife into the cat and Things against the wall. He he wouldn't do that because he's a vegan. Is he? He's not a vegan. Arnie's not a vegan. He just eats he less just meat does. nowadays. Yeah, oh, he's just yeah. down on his oh, meat. I saw something come up on Facebook, but I didn't bother watching it. But it said something about. Well, Arnie if you don't bother watching things, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was on Facebook. B, it was unverified, and C, you can even be arsed watching it. I like I like to imagine him as a as a vegan. I, I don't want to imagine him as being in a, a enclosed space and being a vegan. That would be. I I like to imagine him traumatic. eating an an entire cat with one hand. Oh. <laughs> so I've I've got a, I've got a funny story here for you, uh, Ian. I think you'll like this. So this is this is a this is a practical joke from the uh, set of Aliens played on played on Sigourney Weaver. Mandy, don't look at the screen. Don't read ahead. I've already read it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so whilst filming the pa- how could you read my notes this is just I, I mean read, they are right there really fast so. okay so because uh, the actual chat that we're doing is really boring so she just read your notes and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure um, so whilst filming the power loader battle the crew played a practical joke on Sigourney Weaver by strategically strapping I know the this. balloon well can I just finish it <laughs> strategically um, strapping a balloon connected to an air pipe to where her backside would be when they pumped up the balloon, Sigourney thought that the man operating the power loader inside it was getting aroused behind her. <laughs> <laughs> what good. a funny story. <laughs> what a funny story, yeah. It's oh. good. It's there! It's good. Oh, what's that? Um, yeah. What do you make of that? I mean, is that is that a matter for HR? <laughs> I, d- I don't think there was an HR in uh, Aliens. A lot of uh, <laughs> you know, the, you know the, you know the whole. I worked for uh, James Cameron and lived to tell another tale and all that sort of nonsense. Yeah, his t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt the, the t-shirt stuff. Um, a lot of the behind the scenes on Aliens is about how the British staff were all having tea breaks, and he's walking around going, "It's quarter past three. It's not a fucking time for tea," and uh, just getting really exasperated with these Brits. And how they wouldn't just get the shots they needed to get. So HR was not really a thing. Okay. Well, we've we've not got uh, actually that we've not got a long time to go really. So uh, 
<clears throat> got about five minutes. I feel like this so has I'm been an unstructured do... look at not much to do with Ripley, really. Well, you know, we've been chatting around it. I mean, what what is it that you think? What what do you think has, you know, made Ellen Louise Ripley become so, you know, iconic? What do you, what do you think that is? What do you think that is? Yeah, I th- I think that she's. Uh, I kind of talked about most of this in the last podcast. It'd be interesting we'll to hear Mandy's take. I, I just think that uh, across all of the various different things that we had our criteria set up for, she's the one that has iconically stood the test of time. And um, I think when we talk about like what people's motivations are, in, in the most part, her motivations have been good motivations. And um, I think that she's also a very likeable character where um, I think Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 can be quite severe and for like the right for the right reasons i think you know her could be a bit of a killjoy though right absolutely you, yeah you still think that ripley might be able to have a bit of banter at a party for example whereas sarah connor would just be looking for all the exits yeah i think so and uh, i think um where in the rest of that movie arnold schwarzenegger and eddie furlong are just waiting for like axel rose and the guns and roses boys to turn up and start playing some music and pull out some bazookas and shit. Um, she's like, all right, where's the guy who like started the future war? I want to just kill him up. Um, yeah. So she she would kill without you know really any hesitation. Yeah. To to fulfill this sort of like prophecy in the future and stuff. She's just a severe character, understandably, because she very much believes this thing that she needs to do. But I just think on balance, Ripley is a much more likable character as well as being smart and knowing how to deal with really stressful scenarios and also being like caring and loving about the different characters in the world as well like um, in Aliens did you know that uh, Ripley the character was originally written for a man um, yeah I did, I did know, know that, that. <laughs> she did know that because she read it on Wikipedia yeah. uh, oh so- Cool. See, Ollie thinks I wouldn't have done any research at all for this, but I did read a bit of stuff. I forgot most of it, but I did read it. So, a question for you, uh, Mandy, is not not like, you know, judging every guy on the planet. You're not painting them with the same brush, but looking at looking at the characters that have that we've chosen. So, Furiosa, we've chosen Ray, we've chosen uh, Sarah Connor, Wonder Woman, and uh, Ripley. Would you say that kind of guys in general like their heroines to be act like guys in order for us to get behind them or I don't know I okay guess... that's great thank you oh, <laughs> no. it's, a, no, it's, a genu- it's a genuine question like you know because obviously I guess... it, with, with, with Ripley being written with being a guy in mind mm. I guess it makes the characters more relatable you're not gonna. I don't know. I don't think a guy's gonna be that keen on. I don't know some. I don't know Barbie type right. going in there and like killing an alien and then filing her nails. Yeah. Um, so maybe when a maybe when a, a guy sits down to write a female character, they kind of end up getting it wrong. Which I guess going back to Glow as well because you know it was written by women for women and about women well not for women but written by women about women that they actually sort of get it right 
Yeah, I think so. I think, I don't know, I guess guys can get it right to an extent, but... They need a little help on the way. They do need a little bit of help. Poor little, poor little guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, that's fine. No, that's no, it. that's great. Uh, I've just got literally two more facts I wanted to to read, and then and then Ian's gonna, you know, do it. Put his voice on and and read us out. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, in fact, I didn't want you to read this one either, but you've just read it ahead of time. I've read the whole lot. <sighs> She read all my notes. So uh, Ridley Scott used a German shepherd on a leash to get the hissing reaction from Jones, the cat, right before the aliens kills Brett. The alien kills Brett. Harry Dean Stanton. Oh. What'd you make of that? That's very well, cool. Yeah. How else are you going to get a cat to hiss? Try and hug you? it. Try and be nice to it. Have Arnold Schwarzenegger with a knife in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd work. With a with a one liner ready to go. Yeah. Feline lucky. <laughs> okay um so i've got one more so allegedly the original the original ending i don't know how true this is i can't verify it but allegedly the original ending of alien is that the alien kills ripley and then reads the final message in her voice that's bullshit mate <laughs> uh, look i i can't verify it that's all i'm saying <laughs> But may- maybe we could, you know, leave this as a point that will housekeep on the next episode. Leave on it a just makes bit me cliffhanger as to whether it it's just true makes or not. me think um, of the scene in Terminator where he asks um, what the address is at the place after he's spoken yeah. to Sarah Connor's mum. Uh, Sarah Connor as Sarah Connor's mum. Yeah. Oh, he also does that in um, Terminator Two about the dog, as well. Wolf- Wolfie. Yeah. The real. What's the real dog's name? Max or something? That's yeah, it's Max, Max. Is it? Yeah, it's Max. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. <sighs> I wish we'd talked more about Ripley. Oh, but I think what we spoke about was interesting. Yeah, you can say that. Okay, um, Mandy, do you have any parting thoughts for us just before I kind of finish things up? Um, not really. Ollie's looking at me. I'm not. I'm say, not doing anything with my just, face. Just stop. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You don't have to do anything with your face. It's just that expression that you have. But yeah, I, I have nothing to say. So yeah. Okay. Uh, would you like to come back and take part in a, in a 50th anniversary episode? But you know, I am girlfriend of the podcast, so you know, I am glad that I'm finally getting some airtime. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think. Um, me being the host and executive producer of the show, where Ollie sort of is sort of um, co-host and plays second fiddle generally, I think the decision-making process in this is going to be a, a pretty much a no-brainer. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can go to facebook.com forward slash... Forward slash... Forward slash. <laughs> we said no Conor McGregor impressions. <laughs> uh, go to facebook.com forward slash... Um, guys on film have I made that as as unclear as I possibly could <laughs> it's guys on film put it in Facebook uh, check out the various different things we post and let us know your opinions in the comments because it's nice to see a little bit of debate about uh, stuff like this um, who the best female uh, action heroines are it was really uh, interesting and, and also the male action heroines 
<laughs> I don't know why I said yeah. it that way. Female action heroines. But yeah, it's nice to see a bit of uh, to and fro and different opinions on this sort of thing. If you'd like to see us um, see what we're posting on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Joef Podcast. And like our pictures and get in contact with us there as well. I think that's it. That's pretty much it. The website is www.guysonfilm.co.uk Correct. Well done. You win. Fine. <laughs> okay. Valerified. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> right. I'm stopping existing. <laughs> <laughs>